This morning we return for the third time to the meditative cultivation of loving kindness. And I'd like to bring in a little bit of the flavor of settling the mind in its natural state in this practice, into this practice, but with a clear distinction. And that is in settling the mind in its natural state as images of people come to mind. You know that those images are simply arising in the space of your mind. They're your own free creations, inspired by memories and so forth. Um, but as you attend to the images, the thoughts and so forth, you're simply attending to them as thoughts and images. You, you know they're mental phenomena. You're simply attending to them as a mental phenomena. They arise in the space of your mind. They dissolve back into the space of mind, unlike the people that may correspond to those images. Of course, they're not in the space of your mind at all. They don't rise and pass just because you're thinking of them. And so there's kind of a gradation here. Imagine, imagine looking at, let's say, television. Let's say a documentary. Let's say a live documentary, something that's taking place right now. So like CNN News, something like that, where you're, you're, you're being clairvoyant, essentially. And you're seeing something that's taking place right now. Consider the um, two modes in which you can attend to the images on the screen. And that is you can look at them simply as images, because that's all they are. They're just images, in which case they're rising. Of course, those images are actually arising in the space of your mind, because the images are not inside the television. And so then you just see images as images, okay? And that's it. Or you can recognize, no, this is a documentary. This is happening right now or a split second ago. And as you're watching a documentary or some news program about whatever's happening in the world, you may then use those images to attend to the people depicted, in these, depicted by those images and develop loving kindness, compassion, empathetic joy, equanimity. You can have a whole practice focusing on your television set. right? The images, but by way of the images, you're attending to the actual people who are out there and they have real lives and they're really experiencing you know, what they're going through right now. So two very different ways. One's just looking at images rising and passing, in which case then you slip into your substrate consciousness. Um, and the other one is attending by way of those images to the people themselves. Another, another variation on the theme would be to watch a, um, a very fine drama, a, a fiction, a fictional drama, uh, like in a movie. And you might, on the one hand, in this very kind of minimalist way, just look at the images themselves, images arising, colors and shapes arising and passing. Okay? Or you may look at it as, 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 as a movie critic, and say, ah, here's such and such an actor, oh, very well done, oh, nicely delivered line, and so forth and so on. So now you're attending to the actors professionally, and then they're looking at the cinematography and the editing and the script and so forth and so on. And so now you're seeing on that level. Or you may be a person who just loves movies, in which case you are deliberately deceiving yourself in an enjoyable way, hopefully, entertaining way, of viewing these as people. And, you, and they suffer mishap, and you cry, and they escape from, from, from danger, and you're relieved, and you go through all the emotions if it's a really good drama, and wow, that was a good movie at the end. And of course, it was complete fiction, but the emotions that are rising in response to it are as real as anything else. So enough said of that. What I'd like to do now, return to the cultivation of loving kindness, but let it be rather free flow. As, after we've settled body, speech, and mind, rather than kind of taking the reins of, your, of the horse of your mind and directing it here, directing it there, just go into the space of the mind and see who comes up, who comes knocking on your door. And 
those who will come knocking on your door, that which actually is knocking on your door, are simply images, right? So there's no reason to feel loving kindness for images. That's silly, right? Images. Why do I feel loving kindness for photos? It doesn't make any sense. But no, you may now, unlike in settling the mind in its natural state, as images of certain people come to mind and they come knocking on your door, then attend to those Im- by way of those images, attend to the people of whom they are the images, and then practice. And then you'll see a medley. Some of the people coming to mind may be people you're very, very fond of. Some just casual acquaintances or people you know only by, from a distance by way of the media. And other, other images may be images of people who really rub you the wrong way or for whom you feel some aversion. So let it be quite open, free, wherever it comes, but rather than just settling the mind in its natural state, observing images as images, enter into a conceptual mode and attend to the people by way of the images. Okay? So let's start that way. Um, and that will really open you up to the world of all sentient beings because they're not, you're not deliberately choosing them. They're just dropping in. So see if you can develop the evenness, the breaking down of barriers as you engage in the practice. your awareness settling into and pervading the field of your body. Settle it in its natural state, relaxed, still, and vigilant. And settle the inner voice of your mind, the rumination, the chit-chat, into its natural state of effortless silence by using the skillful means of settling your respiration in its natural rhythm, releasing deeply in every way, including releasing thoughts with every out-breath.
settle your mind at ease and stillness in the present moment and calm the discursive mind with mindfulness of breathing. And now with your eyes open or closed, as you wish, bring the full force of your attention to the space of the mind and whatever images arise within that domain. And as soon as the image of a person arises, a person or a group of persons, pause, and direct your attention to the persons themselves who are at the center of their own mandala and the center of their own worlds, subjectively real like yourself. And attend closely. Let them become real for you. With every out-breath, breathe out this light of loving-kindness from your heart. With the aspiration, may you, like myself, find happiness and the causes of happiness.
at your own pace, let your attention rove at will. Like a bee going from one flower to another. Let one image after another come to mind and then linger there. And focus on the corresponding individuals.
you may continue in this type of open awareness, simply seeing who comes to mind and then focusing on them. Or now, if you wish, you may expand the field of caring, of loving kindness, with yourself at the center. And breath by breath, expand it out in all directions, embracing every person in this room, expanding outwards to those in the surrounding community, the valley, the island, and so on. like concentric waves of benevolence. Send out your aspirations of loving kindness in all directions, excluding no one, with no barriers.
as we engage in such discursive meditation, arousing aspirations, bringing to mind imagery, we seek to cultivate loving-kindness. But now release all aspirations, all imagery and thoughts. Let your awareness rest in its own nature. And the deepest nature of your own awareness is one of unconditional, boundless loving-kindness. So in this simple quiet, we let that loving-kindness rise up to meet us. Not cultivated, but discovered. As you engage in your shamatha practices, especially settling the mind in its natural state, which is really facing your mind with no mediation, no buffer zone, no anesthesia, uh, a lot of emotions can come up. Sometimes they can be quite overwhelming. The more time you spend in such practices, this loving kindness, the compassion, the empathetic joy, and then finally the equanimity, and we're really attending to other people, attending to them closely, letting them be real for us, it's a major reason I read the nose. It's kind of like maybe the only reason. So that the rest of the world can be real to me. Because it's very easy as a person who likes to spend 11 hours a day meditating just to focus on my own cocoon. It's really, really easy. So I say, no, you don't. No, you don't. Keep on coming out. There's a lot of other people who are not spending 11 hours in meditation each day. And so as we engage in these practices of the lower measurables, and we attend closely to other individuals, whole parts of the globe of, of the human population, and not only human, but animal population, and so on. As they become real, as the field of caring expands, then as our own emotions arise, disappointments, celebrations, hopes, fears, and so forth, they arise with the same magnitude as they did before but they arise with, with that same magnitude in a much larger field. So if we're always just focusing on ourselves or spending an awful long time, that is most of the time, focusing on I, me, mine, and then an emotion arises, it's like dropping a stone into a cup full of water. It really splashes a lot. It's like a tsunami. It's like, help. You know, it's, it's, it's a disaster 
for the cup of water, right? Because it's splashing all over the place, a mess, you know. The, the cup is just freaking out. This is the end of the world, you know. Tsunami, big time. But then if you have a swimming pool and you drop the same stone into the swimming pool, the amount of splash is the same. But the swimming pool doesn't freak out. Got a lot more depth, a lot more volume, bigger space. So the larger the space of your caring, your own emotions arise and they're just as important as they were before. But they're no more important than anybody else's. And there are a lot of anybody else's. Oh yeah, enjoy your day. <laughs>